The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's on time, you're just early. <laughs> My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, is the notorious B.I.G. Sure. Who would have been 40-something today. 50-something, maybe. All right. Um, yes. We were a couple minutes late. Sorry, guys. We had to... Uh, we, had to we, we were converting content for you. Uh, it's it's this simple. We spent the whole weekend working on the magazine. Didn't have time to work on the video that Matt Stepp sent us for uh, today's interviews. And so I had to convert it, like, with 20 minutes to go, and it takes longer than that. And uh, it's so converting now it's, still, but we should be good by so the time it's actually time to go to them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's the story. Lay off. <laughs> Today <laughs> is... Jacob John gets it. They have a big print deadline soon. Understand yeah, it's the June once next, next Friday. He wants to co-host this show. Stop offering the co-host chair to everyone. His ideas are great, and he gets We us. have to be a little more discerning. You're hosting. Today is Monday... <laughs> May 21st, 2018, 185 days until Thanksgiving, episode 560, 560, Scarborough Greens OPS is a Texas Ranger, 97 games from 1999 to 2000, the pride of Creve Missouri. There you go, baby. Scarborough Green. Uh, so happy, no, happy OPS day to him. On today's show, guys, we are going to get into some headlines, including Texas wants Bama. Um, and Johnny Canadian football. Mm-hmm. Getting all that. And then, back half of the show, Max, Matt Stepp was out at the Gainesville, up in Texoma area, yeah. at the Gainesville State Qualifying Tournament for 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, state Qualifying Tournaments are great opportunities to catch up with coaches, and so we caught up. Matt Stepp caught up, not we. I don't want to take, take any credit for this. Well, the royal Matt, we. Matt Stepp caught up with Decatur coach Mike Fuller, and Bonham coach John Fish. We will hear from both of those gentlemen coming up here at the back half of the show. Max, something struck me this weekend, and I don't think it's... I, I think it's... Everything I do is intentional, whether it's conscious or subconscious mm-hmm. is another thing. Poured myself a drink this weekend. Yeah. Look at the bourbon, and it's uh, it's bone bourbon. Bone bourbon uh-huh. is uh, from Smithville. Sure. Smithville. Home go, of the Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, I was like, oh, cool, neat. Go to grab a beer. I'm drunk, apparently. Big Bend Brewing Beer from Alpine, Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, good, interesting. Putting the pieces together here. Got some burgers. Nolan Ryan beef? Nolan Ryan beef. Yeah. From Texas. Like, I had a Dr. Pepper. Everything that I consumed over the weekend had some sort of tie to Texas. And I know that I am the guy who, when I take a trip, I want to have the local thing of that trip. Like, my wife and I are going to San Francisco 
yeah. um, in in the summer. And when I go to San Francisco, I want to have all the San Francisco things. Yeah, uh, I can have a, a, a something from New York anytime, right? But right. If, when I'm in San Francisco, I want to have something very local. I think that it has now gotten to the point where subconsciously I I just trend towards buying Texan things. It's very easy in Texas to buy Texas things relative to other states and buying things in their That's own states. That's very yeah. true. That is exceptionally true. Um, even the tortillas we bought this weekend were made in Texas. But I guess that makes sense, right? They better be, right? Uh, yeah, they weren't made in Minnesota. <laughs> what, an, what an unwarranted shot at Minnesota mm, and their, Minnesotan and their Mexican chips. Food. Anyway, it was just it was very odd to me that like I, I know that I seek out, like if I go out for a drink, I will seek out something that's like local. But, like, it just struck me how much Texas crap I have around. Um, I don't believe I consumed anything Texan this weekend. What did you What did you consume? Because I know you're, uh, you're, you were in a weird position. Because on one hand, yeah. you are, uh, you're Johnny Workout now. Yes. Uh, you're Unfortunately. Very, you're, very, you're very workout heavy. But on the other hand, your wife's out of town. And when your wife's out of town, usually you eat like garbage. Uh, the only thing that I splurged on this weekend was chips. Potato chips, because I was making a bunch of sandwiches, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting around working at your desk. Sandwich is a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. So I splurged on the uh, the uh, Zappo Voodoo kettle chips, the chips. New Orleans kettle chips, with chips, whatever that seasoning is, because they're ridiculous, and I can eat a whole bag in one yeah. sitting. So. That was my splurge, was the potato chips. Anyway, buy Texan. That's my, uh, that's my, what, uh, my, my suggestion to you today. Or Louisiana. And I had some salmon from Alaska. You're really ruining the point of this opening kick around. Sorry, buddy. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Most football of the time. Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Max, let's get into some headlines. And we've got some headlines from late last week. Max, Texas wants Bama. I guess so. The Texas Longhorns have signed a home-and-home home with the Crimson Tide of Alabama for 22-23. and 23. And On September 10th, 2022, Texas will host Alabama, and on September 9th, 2023, Texas will travel to Tuscaloosa. To this is far them. enough away that who cares? Oh, I don't know. It's interesting. Saban ain't going to be the coach Anytime, still. Anytime. Mm, Is Herman going to be the coach still? Yes. It's a both, long time. They're both football cyborgs. Well, yeah, not. But I'm saying at their respective teams. I think. Yeah, I I'll go on. I'll go on a limb. I would say there is a 95 percent chance at least one of the coaches isn't at the school, I'll and 52 no, percent that both aren't at either school. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go on a limb. On September 10th, 2022. Yeah. Both Tom Herman and Nick Saban will be coaching. Really? I can't guarantee for 2023, but for 2022, that first <laughs> that first meeting. That you first think meeting, Saban's got that many seasons left in him? Yeah, because I, I think that I think that whenever he stops coaching, he's just going to he's die. Gonna be, no, he's going to be on ESPN. No, he's just going to die. He's not one of those. His body it seems will like shut he is, down. He's not. He's not one of those. I disagree. So. September 10th, 2022, and then September 9th, 2023, Texas and Alabama. This means that they're going to shove back their Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, Ohio State home and home to 2025 and 2026. Also, as a nice note, September 19th, 2020. Did you yeah. see this note? Texas has had a home game against UTEP. Okay. 
So that's nice. Sure. Max, it's college football offseason. You gotta you gotta meet me halfway on Boy. This. No. This is where this is me meeting you halfway. This is the best I can do. Uh Max, we have breaking Johnny Manziel news. Johnny Manziel has signed. Johnny Manziel will be the new co- new quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger, Tiger Cats. Cats. Yeah. The Hamilton Tiger Cats is uh up up there in the Canadian Football League. It's not the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, he will be coached by. It's not the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Isn't there an Eskimos? Pretty it's sure not an Eskimos. the. Do you know who his Calgary coach will be? Stampede? Do you know who his coach will be? How many teams is that? Four. How many more can I name? Zero. I don't know where the other ones are. That's right. the problem. Uh, do you know who his coach will be? Uh, no. June Jones. The head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Okay, and now Johnny Menzel, uh, Ooh, Edmonton be... Eskimos. There you go, John, uh, Jacob that's, John. That should be the co-host of the show. I'm telling uh, you. Apparently, people call them the Tie Cats. Uh, anyway, this is um, uh, but this <laughs> it's it's a very it's a very uh, it's a who's, Tie Cats. It's a who's who of quarterbacks up there in Hamilton. Jeremiah Masoli, remember him? Mm-hmm. He's the starter. Uh, they also have Dane Evans from Sanger Ooh, is on yes. that on that squad. Yes. So Johnny Manziel is now Johnny Canadian football. Uh, excited to see him get back on the field and get his sea legs out from underneath him. I'm glad somebody's taking a shot on him. British Columbia Lions. Um, we will see how uh, it all shakes out. But Montreal he has Alouettes. A job. He has a job. I don't Alouettes. Think I think you made that. I up. think it's Alouettes. Finally, Max. Jake Trotter at ESPN has an interesting story up about Charlie Brewer. And Charlie Brewer, of course, is the quarterback at the ba- of the Baylor Bears. The extremely accurate quarterback. And the, cor- the, co- the, the headline is, Charlie Brewer following Baker Mayfield's path to college success. Not really. And there's <laughs> a, an obvious tie-in here, right? right? Was Charlie Brewer immediately after Baker Mayfield, or was there a quarterback no. in between? Dominic DeLira. Dominic Delira, yeah. who went to Iowa State, but then Charlie, then Charlie, then Charlie Brewer. Yeah, um, there is obviously there's there's a tie there. They both went to Lake Travis, um, but they, there's a lot of different there. There are some tie-ins here. Ottawa, both what a little bit, uh, uh, both a little bit under recruited, but ultra productive in high school. A little bit, maybe a little bit undersized. Brewer's got decent size. He's bigger than Mayfield. Yeah, but not by much. Not by much, but he's bigger. And Mayfield's bigger than you think he is. Uh, well, he's, he's right. beefier than right. you think he is. Um, but it's it's a very interesting piece, kind of talking about how they want to um, make they want to see if if this is the path that they can walk. Maybe this is just a trend. And look, Lake Travis quarterbacks have a good history of of you know overall have a pretty good history. I know people are a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, down on Garrett Gilbert, but remember, this was a five-star guy coming out of coming out of high school. Right. This is, you know, it's a very interesting piece from Jake Trotter, kind of talking about the similar paths that uh, that Charlie Brewer is hoping to walk uh, from Baker Mayfield, and so a couple quotes from Baker Mayfield in there as well. So worth it is actually a very good piece. The headline so, is just a little misleading. Go ahead and check that out. Yeah. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please check out TexasFootball.com slash Insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider.
Max, it's seven on seven season, S-Z-N. Um, no. And that means that Matt Stepp is a traveling maniac. He's back from the Great White North, and so as a result, he's traveling all over the state to state seven on seven tournaments. Talking with coaches, getting his eyes on uh, some players, and he had a great. Uh, from what I understand, I haven't talked with him, so I, I can't. <laughs> I can't actually vouch for this. But. He always has a good time. Um, he always like yeah. This is well, he's in his element. Look, man, That's seven on seven. If you like talking to head coaches, not a better place to shoot the breeze, get a feel for their team, the whole deal. Yeah, it's so this is he's in his element out there, and so he was in Gainesville this weekend. He was in Gainesville for the state qualifying tournament, uh, seven on seven. A number of Texoma teams, a lot of teams up there in the right. north, uh, up near the Red River, going up there. One of them uh, is Decatur. Decatur, the head coach of the Decatur. Do they still have that quarterback? Wilson Hicks, Wilson baby. Hicks. He's yeah. back. He's back. So that's going to make them very interesting to watch yeah. in 7-on-7, seven seven, and then obviously in the fall as well. Yeah. Uh, but the head coach there of the Decatur Eagles uh, is Coach Mike Fuller. Matt Stepp had an opportunity to catch up with him. Here's Matt Stepp's interview with Decatur Coach Mike Fuller here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Gainesville 7-on-7 seven seven State Qualifying Tournament here with the head coach of the Decatur Eagles, Coach Mike Fuller. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right, Coach, uh, you guys had a great year last year, uh, went to the third round of the playoffs. I know a lot of excitement in Decatur about this coming season. Uh, Offseason, I know it's been going well. Uh, for someone who hasn't been on the inside of the program, what have you and your coaching staff really focused on with your kids this offseason to try to take that next step and kind of start competing for regional and possibly state championships? Well, I mean, we just uh, we just kind of focus on every day, just doing the best that we can and winning that particular day. You know, we've had a good, we've had a lot of good gains in the weight room and and uh, you know with with uh, with speed and, and quickness and agility and everything. So the kids have been working really hard. Uh, and I think an emphasis the last couple of years has been putting together, you know, the toughest non-district schedule that we can possibly come up with. And and uh, if we lose if we lose a few of them, that's uh, that's okay as long as it makes us better in week eleven or week twelve. Um, so uh, you know, I think you know, we're, we uh, we focus every day on on trying to be the best that we can be, and uh, and just uh, you know we we're going to take them one game at a time. I know that's that's very cliche, but we we break it down to one you know next play is the, the thing that we always talk about, and uh, we're not really talking about regional championships or anything like that. We're we're focusing our uh, our efforts on that that first game against Kennedale and being ready for that one and then we'll go from there. I saw you at realignment and there there were people running from you when you were looking for games. I mean you went, I, I guess that's the bad part about having good seasons is, is it's a little a little tougher to find uh, as many people lining up to play you, right? Yeah, there's plenty of people I was running from too, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's a that's a good thing. Uh, you know, I I think uh, a lot of times people get get caught up in, in what your non-district record might be. You know, and I, I think, uh, you know, if, if you play five really good teams in non-district and you, and you win a couple and lose a couple, at least, at least you're not going to get through your, uh, your district season thinking you're invincible or anything like that. And, and that's, that's kind of what we want to do. We challenge ourselves and, and be the best that we can be. Uh, you know, we, we certainly would like to win them all, and, and hopefully we can. But uh, that's not really the, the focus. The focus is getting better. Every day, every week, and you know, going on into the playoffs, playing our best ball. All right, now seven on seven today. You kids are going to be competing here at the Gainesville seven on seven qualifier. Uh, it's not real football, um, but there are some things you can take from it, uh, just from a leadership and competitive standpoint. Uh, I know you're excited to watch your kids compete. What do you look for when you get to like these seven on sevens? What are some of the things you'd like to see from your kids? Uh, it's exactly what you said. I like to see them compete. I like to see them be together. And I think the the good thing about it is is in the summertime. It's not quite summer yet, but on a Saturday in, in May that our, our kids are out thinking about football and 
I think one great thing about it is is uh, you know, our like quarterbacks have to call their own plays, and the secondary has to put themselves in their own coverages. We don't we don't have you know we don't hire any uh, any outside coaches or You're not run any seven on seven plays, are you? No, no. We run if we don't run it on Friday nights, we don't run it in seven on seven, and we take a lot of pride in that. Uh, we don't put we don't take a whole lot of stock in and what our record might be in seven-on-seven. Seven. Now, every game we play, we we want to win it, and we want to do the best we can. But if, if we're not working our coverages and we're not working our our schemes that we, that we run on Friday nights, then, then I think it's kind of a waste. Um, All right, now let's talk about uh, the UILs, one of their new rulings, uh, instant replay. I know if you're playing in a state championship game, you're thrilled, and that's a, that's a great honor. Uh, you know, there's been mixed reviews on it, you know, and that kind of thing. What, what, what's your take on the instant replay rule? What are some of the positives, and what are maybe some concerns? Yeah, I, yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings. I think that if you if you happen to be fortunate enough to, to be in that game, uh, I think the good thing is that, that they're going to get it right. I don't know if, if uh, any of us will have a, a good uh, – a good strategy or, or any experience on when to when to use it or anything like that. Um, my only concern is that uh, you know if it's important enough to to be used in the the state championship game. Um, you know what about the semifinals or quarterfinals or the the games that led up to it? Certainly, certainly there were some calls in those games that that uh, right or wrong made a difference in in the game. So. You know, I think uh, I think it's good to to look at it, and uh, you know, obviously, if if technology gets better uh, and more affordable for for everybody to use it one day, that'd be that'd be great too. All right, final question for you. Now, I've been to Decatur for a scrimmage, but I have not been up there for a game yet. And I need to get up there. Max was there last year and saw you guys play. Uh, if I'm coming to Decatur, or any high school football fans want to come see a game at Eagle Stadium, where, where's the place they need to eat at in Decatur, Texas, for pregame meal? Well, there's a couple. Uh, I think if you want to, if you want to be, if you want to get the the feel of Decatur and eat on the square, Sweetie Pies is a, is a sure bet. It's hard to it's hard to beat that. Uh, if you're looking for some good Mexican food before before the game, Casa Torres down 51 towards uh, Springtown is is really really good place too. All right, is there a coach in your staff that can put away the most food at Sweetie Pies? Which, which is an offensive line coach? Uh, coach Warner can probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, appreciate your time. I enjoy watching your kids today, and uh, thanks for what you do for the student-athletes in the state of Texas. Thank you very much. Great job, Coach. There he is, Mike Fuller, the head coach of the Decatur Eagles. Kind enough to let Matt step Former on. coach of Greg Tepper. To say he coached me is, is honestly— Yeah, well, you were a lineman. What position did he coach back then? He Well, he was the head coach. Oh, was he the head coach He was back the head then? coach. Okay, okay, I didn't and know that. And so, yeah. I'll be honest, Had no he use knew for you. I existed. That's about it. But, like— yeah. He was never worried about like me blowing a play because yeah. you weren't you weren't going to be in there. Just didn't it's all right. didn't really matter. It's okay. In any case, there's Mike Fuller, head coach of the Decatur Eagles. Another guy that Matt Step caught up with up there in Gainesville is the new head coach of the Bonham Purple Warriors. It's Coach John Fish. Excited to see what the Purple Warriors have this year. Here's Matt Step's interview with John Fish, the new head coach of Bonham here on Texas Football Today. Sorry. Uh, Coach, uh, obviously the bottom job, um, you know, you left a great situation at Lone Star. Um, it was a great program. Coach Rayburn done a great job there. It would take a good opportunity for you to leave. Uh, what, what interested you about Bonham? What were some of the things that really uh, convinced you to uh, take that leap? Obviously, you know, being a Lone Star was such a such a great experience for us. But but as a as a young coach, you're always looking each year to, to say, you know, what's the next step and, and uh, grow grow professionally. Uh, you know, when, when Bonham came open, you know, it was in, immediately something that I you know piqued piqued an interest. Um, just 
the location of Bonham, where it's at, and the 82 corridor, you know, it's it's that it's a it's a big enough city that you know it's going to have you're going to have a wealth of talent and, and great kids, but it's still that small town vibe where you, it's a, it's a community, it's it's tight knit, and uh, man, it's just great people. Um, so so that that really piqued my interest. Number one, yeah, great facility. I mean, people don't realize Bonham's got some really nice facilities too, don't they? I mean, I'm sure you were pretty impressed when you took a look at that, right? You know, I tell you, you know, you you hear stuff obviously, you know, coaches talk, and, and you always hear about Bonham and and how they do put an emphasis on athletics, and so. Went up there and, and man, you talk about a four A, you know, dropping down to three A now, and the facilities that we have from the stadium to the field to um, just the the they're building a brand new weight room, uh, completely renovating the weight room. It'll be one of the nicest weight rooms in the state of Texas. I mean, just the priority they still place on athletics, even though being a smaller town, smaller school, it, it, it's of the utmost importance. So. All right, now let's talk about the transition. Obviously, there's always a, a whirlwind there where you're trying to learn the kids' names. And, you know, <laughs> got to learn all the, all the kids and everything else. Uh, how's that going? How are the kids taking to the transition? And what have been some of the real focus points that you and your staff have had this offseason? So, you know, one of the things anytime you go into a new job, it's evaluation. We're evaluating everything uh, for at least, you know, a couple, couple weeks. Those first two weeks, you're really evaluating everything from the kids to you know, what have we been doing, you know, and, and every situation I think is different. For us, when we came in, the first thing I said is, is we've got to get in the weight room. we got to, we got to go win the weight room um, and, and then place the emphasis back on that. I told the kids we've got to win the month of April. Um, and made that kind of the point of emphasis. Um, and what I meant by that was we're going to dive into the weight room. We're going to fall back in love with the weight room. And the kids were 100% bought into that. And so uh, knowing that that was kind of the baseline, you know, we, we yes, we're worried about installs. Yes, we're about offense, Steve, all, all that stuff. But really what we saw is we need to grow back in love with with. The, what really gets us there and laying that foundation, and that starts in the weight room for these kids, and they bought in 100%, and now you're starting to see that growth and that, that success that they have. And so you start feeding that, and I tell you, it's been pretty amazing to see, see the way they bought into that. I was talking about installs. I mean, obviously today, 7-on-7, seven seven, it's not real football. We know that, but it's a great chance for you to watch your kids compete and see some of the things that you've been doing kind of pay off. And obviously the competitive juices get flowing because there's somebody with a different colored jersey on the other side of you. How excited are you to see your kids compete today? I'm, I'm pumped. I'll tell you what, you know, it, for the past few weeks, you know, we've really had some time now after, after April. We kind of looked at May and said, hey, let's now start, let's start doing some football. And man, seeing these kids and they're just they're they're hungry. They're hungry for more. And now that they've kind of got a little taste of it, now they want to go compete. And so for us, seven on seven, doing these things, it's as close to real football as we can get. And we know that. But what what we tell our kids is is number one, you know, we're we're not, you're never going to see us go out there and run seven on seven plays or any of that kind of stuff. This to us is about getting better for the fall. Um, so this is an opportunity for our kids to take what they've been learning and now apply it in a, in a competitive fashion against someone else. Our kids love to compete. That's what we want to see. Tell them all the time you're going to make mistakes. Okay, make them 100 percent and compete your tails off and, and leave the day getting better, knowing that it's about the big picture. So, all right, now final question for you. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Frisco talking to your former boss, Coach Rayburn. He said losing you off his uh, off, off Max Thompson's most uh, in shape coaching staff in the state of Texas was a big loss. But he feels like he's got got some guys to replace you, and, and they're they're going after the title again at coaching school this year. But he said you you you're, you're probably going to get things going at Bonham. How's the uh, off season uh, regimen going for the coaches in the weight room? You know, it's really funny. You know, you, you go into a new place, and and uh, you, you're obviously going through interviews with coaches, and and the last thing that we uh, that we always leave in the interview is, hey man, how do you feel about the weight room? And then the coach is always like, well, coach, yeah, you know they. We get in, 
I'm talking about you. And so these coaches know the expectation. The bar has been set that we are going to be in shape. We're going to look the part. Um, you know, I know Coach Rayburn is, you know, he's a busy guy. He, you know, he's, he's a busy guy over there at Lone Star. So I think, you know, without having me there pulling him in that weight room, you might see the dad bod start kind of growing a little bit in Lone Star. You know what I mean? And so I, he better be careful, you know, okay, that, 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 that pull to the weight room may, that, that, that losing that may hurt him. So. Well, you know, I, I, I would subscribe to that theory, uh, going to the barbecue table instead of the weight room sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. I, Coach Rayburn, I'm with you. I understand. <laughs> Coach, appreciate your time. Good luck today to your kids, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate I like that he's taking shots. Good. At Rayburn. Good. For we got the dad bod Ray- thing. We got to knock, knock Rayburn off. John that. Fish is basically taking full credit here for the Rayburn staff's, or for Lone Star staff fitness. He's, like he's saying, it's I'm me. the one that pulled Rayburn the into one. the weight room. I And without me, dad bod's coming. He's, he's, he's CrossFit Jesus. <sighs> Look, the time will tell. People time will follow tell. him. Interesting. Anyway, we appreciate Coach John Fish. Catching up with Matt Steph. We apologize for the editing snafu in any case. Now we go to Max Thompson for the award-winning segment, Final Thoughts. I'm sure that our commenters, between being late, not knowing any CFL teams, and then having that editing snafu, I'm sure they're being very kind. Nah, they're being great. It's good Monday. Anthony Hill says, thanks, guys, for a great 2017-18. I look forward to another great year listening and watching for this coming year. It'll yeah, make see, my I guess time, that's true. It'll make my time overseas more bearable. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if we're the best option the, for that, yeah, we're but not, we appreciate but, but, that you, you feel know, like we are. That's one thing that, that's interesting is that, like, for a lot of people, like, the year is coming to an end. Like, their calendar year is coming to an end. And theoretically, we've got... We've, you know, we are we are coming to an end too because like our uh, the magazine goes to press on June one. That's kind of the end of our calendar year, kind of. But uh, in any case, it's yes. just very it's very odd. I like my wife, for example, is is very excited that about June first. Right. I am dreading it because that means everything has to be done. That's true. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilburn's in the house today. Want to know why we were late? Ah, eh, it's that time of year, man. Uh, John Velo c- coming in from comfort. By the way. Laying out the 4A and 3A pages, going through the comfort capsule, I'm like, hey, I wonder if there's a velo on the team. There will be a velo in the magazine oh my this year. God. I know. Oh, I know. God. Uh, Jacob John says, just move the office to San Antonio, and he will happily co-host. Look, I would love to move the office to San Antonio there's at least part of, of the year. Yeah. I would do that. That's fine. We I would eat like, the tacos. We need like seven satellite offices. How great would that be? And be like, oh, hey, you know, we're actually going to be uh, doing it from Brownsville today. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how dope would that be? Honestly, we're not that far away. Like, I, you know, right now the te- technology there is there where if we could just get a hard line somewhere, we could probably we could stream get a hard this line thing and everywhere. just a little bit of like, uh, like a little bit of space. We would need that much yeah. space. Shout out to Matt McSpadden, Robert Wolf, always in the house, Brandon Taylor, Alan Michael Tedder. Let's see who else. So many people. Uh, by the way, the other teams that we uh, did not: Ottawa Red Blacks. And the can Winnipeg we, Blue Bombers. Can we talk about um, the fact that Burnett has a um, or okay? There, my mom sent me this text this weekend. Okay, and we'll close out the show after this. She sent me this text this weekend of she she gets the paper. A paper is a newspaper is uh, they they cut down a tree and they print yesterday's news on it and then they give it to you. Not even a dad yet, and your dad jokes are terrible. Um, look, I'm in print media. I can joke, um, but they've got this thing on like uh, it's like oh quotes of the week or whatever. Here's a quote, say, 
To say it's a life skill in Texas isn't exaggerating, is the quote. Mike Erickson, a culinary arts teacher at Burnett High School, who organizes the state of Texas high school barbecue cook-off that features 42 teams competing in 19 different categories, including brisket, sauce, and potato salad. We were born too late, man. Born too late. No, 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 no. I'm not even... I put a hole through my notebook. Nice. How are we not judging this? Who are you? I'm an internet. Was Daniel show Vaughn host? there? That's the, oh, look, if Daniel Vaughn's not there, they, we definitely shouldn't be there. Okay, but what? No, what I'm saying, there's no way they're going to get Daniel Vaughn. I'm saying we are D-list celebrities in Texas. We are D-list Texas celebrities. That is my new life goal. Is next year I want to, I want to judge the state of Texas high school barbecue cookoff. You're not alone. There's a lot of people volunteering already in our mentions. If you so. know Mike Erickson at Burnett, please give him my phone number. Yeah. Um, that's my new goal. Anyway, yeah. that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please come meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. On Texas Football Today. 